what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. But thank God, the Spirit of God got a hold of you, and the convicting power of the Spirit came upon you, and you accepted Jesus Christ when you did. And not only did He save your soul, but He saved your life, because the lifestyle you were living was not godly. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of Second Kings. The book of Second Kings, chapter 20. Second Kings, chapter 20, beginning in verse 8. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me? and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord the third day. And Isaiah said, This sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees, or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees, nay, But let the shadow return backward ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. This of which I have just read to you, the Lord literally stopped the rotation of the earth and spun it backwards for a period of time. And all of that pointed to Christ, who was to come. There were some in the world of that day that took notice. Many did not. Today, there are a lot of things going on in this world, in this country, that's going backwards A lot of people don't realize it, but it is a sign of the coming of the Lord as well. And I want to use for a subject this morning, the day that the world turned backwards. The Bible tells us that near the end of the Assyrian incursion against Jerusalem, that Hezekiah got sick. And it was a sickness unto death. Although it is not mentioned here in Second Kings, the book of Second Chronicles tells us why all of this was going on. Second Chronicles 32. 
and verse 25, the Bible says that Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done unto him, for his heart was lifted up. Therefore there was wrath upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. All of this was happening because of his pride. And he was one of the godliest kings that ever sat upon the throne of the southern kingdom of Israel. And as you look at all the things that he did, all of his accomplishments, looking at the man, had you the opportunity to meet with him and sit with him, work with him, whatever the case, you would have never picked up on this issue that he had hidden within his heart, pride. And no doubt the Lord had dealt with him about this issue many times, as the Lord deals with all of us in our issues. He that has an ear, let him hear. The church is not perfect. You are not perfect. We all have issues. We all have struggles. If you're not struggling with something, chances are you ain't saved. So if you're not struggling with something this morning, this altar will be open in a few minutes. You need to come forward and get saved because we all struggle with something. And thank God the Lord deals with us behind the curtain concerning our struggles, our issues. And the Lord deals with us in private. And you better thank the Lord for that. But when we do not respond as we should in the prayer closet, in private, with the Lord, then the Lord has to crank up the old rheostat a little bit, and, and, and it has to become a public thing. And everybody knows your business. And believe me, friend, you don't want that. You don't want everybody knowing your business. And... The Lord chooses to work with us behind the curtain, but when we don't respond as we should, then it becomes a public thing. In Hezekiah's case, for two years, the Assyrians had attacked the southern kingdom. They took all of the fenced cities of Judah. And now Rabshakeh, who is the chief of Assyria, he now stands at the wall of Jerusalem and he threatens to take over. Two years of this had not humbled Hezekiah to the point that it should have. And now the Lord allows sickness. A sickness that was unto death, the Bible says, 2 Kings 20 verse 1. And the prophet Isaiah came to him. And he had a word from the Lord, Thus saith the Lord, Set your house in order, for thou shalt die, and not live. The message that Isaiah had for Hezekiah was not an encouraging word. There was nothing about it that would make Hezekiah feel better about his situation. And so it is with the message that God has given unto us to give to the world. The first part of that message is not good. It's condemning. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
And the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God in a place called hell. There's nothing about that that encourages people. There's nothing about that that makes people feel good about themselves. And he comes with this word, and this word brings conviction, just like what I've just told you this morning. It strikes conviction in the hearts of the people that hear it. Sadly and regrettably, that word is not given out as much today as it should be. But it brings about conviction, and some time ago in our Wednesday night Bible study, the question was asked, does God change his mind? Now, think about that question for just a minute. Does God change his mind? The answer to that is yes and no. As it pertains to your salvation, God is not going to change his mind. <laughs> let, let, let me go out in the parking lot and preach because I didn't get much of a response in here. As it pertains to your salvation, God is not going to change his mind. Glory to God. There you go. There you, that's what I'm talking about. Now, you might change your mind. You might change your mind and say, I don't want to be saved anymore. I'd rather have this over here. And sadly, there have been many that have done that, that have given up their salvation. And let me tell you, God will honor your decision. If you choose to do such a foolish thing, God will honor that decision. If you choose to give it up, then God will let you go. Now, he'll deal with you, he'll work with you, but he's not going to override your will. But let me tell you, if you want to be saved, as long as you want to be saved, God is not going to change his mind. If you don't quit, God won't quit. If you don't stop believing, God is not going to stop working and, 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 and pulling you in and working on those issues in your life. Glory to God. God does not change his mind as it pertains to your salvation. Now, God may change his mind when we pray for others. In Genesis chapter 18, the Lord told Abraham what he was going to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham went to the Lord in prayer and interceded on their behalf because he had some loved ones that were over there in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he prayed, and he started out at 50, and he worked God down to 10. And the Lord said, I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for 10 sake. So God changed his mind to the degree that Abraham prayed. And I want you to get this. God quit giving when Abraham quit asking. Abraham, if, had he went down to five, 
had he went down to two, had he pressed in a little bit more, would those two cities of Sodom and Gomorrah been spared from the judgment? You think of that. God changed his mind down to ten. As you pray for others, does it move the mind of God concerning their condition? God may change his mind when we pray about certain things. God changes his mind when people repent. If you'll remember in the book of Jonah, God sent Jonah to the city of Nineveh to preach a message that judgment was coming. And believe me, friend, God would have poured out judgment. But the people repented. And the judgment was held off because the people repented. God changed his mind. In this situation here with Hezekiah, Hezekiah repented. The Bible says, 2 Kings 20 verse 3, that he wept sore. And it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up to the house of the Lord." Not only did the Lord change his mind because Hezekiah repented, but he added to Hezekiah, added unto his years 15 years. Look at verse 6, 2 Kings 20, verse 6. He said, I will add unto thy days 15 years. Getting right with God can save your life. Did you hear what I said? Getting right with God, getting saved, not only deals with your eternal soul being saved, but it can save, prolong death, push it off. How many under the sound of my voice today had you not got saved when you did? You would have been dead years ago with moss growing over your tombstone. But thank God, the Spirit of God got a hold of you and the convicting power of the Spirit came upon you and you accepted Jesus Christ when you did. And not only did He save your soul, but He saved your life because the lifestyle you were living was not godly. How many? You drunk so much alcohol you could float a boat in it. Every nerve in you was screaming for another fix. And then you heard the news that Jesus died on Calvary for you. And you accepted Christ as your Savior. He changed your life. He took that taste for that alcohol away. He changed your life, turned you around. And today you would have been dead had you not accepted Christ. He added 15 years. How many years were added onto your life because you got saved?
He said, 2 Kings 20, verse 6, I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. We serve a God that is willing and able to deliver. Whatever, whatever the problem may be, whatever it is that you're struggling with, God's able to deliver. Matter of fact, He's already performed the deliverance. He delivered you at Calvary. It's up to you to believe it. It's up to you to claim it. It's up to you to grab a hold of that which God has given us in His Word and claim it for yourself. God is willing and able to deliver. There is not a bondage in this world that Jesus Christ cannot break. There is not an addiction in this world that Jesus Christ cannot break. He did it at Calvary. And when you place your faith in it, then the power of the Holy Spirit is able to come in and work in your life. He went on to say, I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. Now, think about this for just a minute. David had been dead now for some 300 years. But yet the way this scripture reads, it is as if though David is still alive. That's because he was. <laughs> to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. David had been in paradise for the past 300 years. Dead. Separation. That's what death is. Separation. Just the soul and the spirit separates from the body. And if you're saved, it goes to heaven. If you're lost, my friend, it goes to hell. I was watching a program last night. These people, they work in the medical profession, EMS, is that what they're called, to get on the rescue squad and accidents take place. And They got a call of an accident on one of the major highways there in New Orleans. The young lady was riding her bicycle and was struck by a car. And when they got there, the young lady was laying there on the ground, and she was screaming. Half the back of her leg was gone. And she was screaming in pain, Give me something, God, help me. She was screaming, screaming. Give me something for this pain. They couldn't give her anything. Until they had her stabilized. And I thought about it. There are millions, multiplied millions of people in hell right now that are screaming, wanting something for the pain, but nothing will be given them. Hell is a place, my friend, that you do not want to go. You do not want to go to that place. The worst thing that's ever happened to me was I looked in the rearview mirror and saw some blue lights flashing one time. Well, a couple of times. Three times. 
the last time the cop pulled me over, he said, Brother James, if I write you a ticket, he said, my mama's going to kill me. She listens to you on the radio every Sunday. Uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? I got lost. <laughs> the what? Yes. The young lady that got hurt going to hell. You don't want that to happen to you, my friend. The worst thing, like I said, that's ever happened to me is to look in that rearview mirror and see the blue lights flashing. Your stomach, your, your, your heart drops down into your stomach because you know you're in trouble. If you're conscientious like myself, some of you, I don't know. If you get in trouble with the law, that's one thing. But you get in trouble with God. Are you hearing me? If you miss it. If you draw your last and you step into eternity and you're in hell. My friend, there's no way out. There's no lawyer. There's no, there's no way to escape that horrible place. Because all the escape is done on this side of the grave. Are you right with God today? Do you know in your heart that if you were to draw your last breath today, that you'd make heaven your home? If you don't know that for sure today, you need to give me a call. 252-299-4233. Give me a call right now. I'll be glad to pray with you. And you can have your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life today if you'll just believe Him. All right. I'm not going to get to the main part of my message today. Let's look at the figs for a minute. Second Kings 20, verse 7. Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs. And they took it and laid it on the bowl, and he recovered. Why did God use the figs? God didn't need no figs. God, God needs nothing. The healing had already been accomplished. He said, I'm going to give you an additional 15 years. So why the figs? You can be healed of whatever it is that's ailing you, but it can take you a little while to get your strength back and for your body to fully recover. And Hezekiah, we don't know exactly what all was going on. He was sick unto death, and my theory is that he'd been laying in the bed for a while. He had a bed sore. The Bible says he had a bowl. And Isaiah said, take the figs, and it was used as a medicine. It was used as a, a poultice to draw the corruption out of that bowl, that bed sore that was there. Why did God use the figs? I don't know. 
I really don't. God didn't need the figs, but it's, you know, it's just like today. God can touch you and heal you totally, absolutely, and completely. And then there are times that he decides to use the doctors and he uses medicine. But either way, however way God decides to touch you and heal you, it's in your best interest. Whether he heals you instantly or whether he uses the doctors and medicine, he's going to turn that thing around and work it out to your good. And let me, let me present this to you as well. The first message that Isaiah gave Hezekiah, you're going to die. That meant that Hezekiah needed a casket. The second message that was given to Hezekiah, you're going to live and you need some figs. My friend, I don't know about you, but I'd rather take the figs over the casket any day. <laughs> oh, but let me say this. The casket ain't bad when you know the truth of the Word of God and you're saved to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. The casket, my friend, for the child of God is the ultimate healing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Hezekiah asked for a sign of this healing. Why did he ask for a sign? Y'all come on back next week and I'll tell you why. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 299 Four two three four. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, 
Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.